you sons of bitches. We... A lot of things. Are we creating a dollop called the Name Wars right now? Yeah, one at a time. What's Seems happening? Seems to be right pockets now? of Gaza out there. Gareth is doing uh, his laundry downstairs. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> true. <laughs> so excited to do it too. You've really... never. I, I wonder if when the Stones play here, if they got that excited to find out there was no, a no, washer no. and dryer. Yeah. yeah. Downstairs. No, believe me, Keith needed to wash his clothes. He was pissing him the whole time he would play. And name one person who went downstairs and didn't go, oh, it smells like nice laundry. It's a very good vibe down there. It smells like a fluff and fold. Well, first of all, only two people came down. Still, all two were like, whoa. I don't remember like, either whoa, one of them. Whoa, where are we? Is this a beautiful countryside where someone has what? thrown tide on the countryside? So, excuse me? I don't have tide? A, tide, yeah. Do you guys have tide here? Is that a detergent? She Way to go. Yet. Way to go, Gareth. <laughs> You're already fucked up. They don't have tide. They don't even know what you're talking about. Tides are turning. We, don't, we actually don't need you to yell out detergents. Yeah, this should not turn into a detergent yelling contest because that's happened at every show. Uh, people really supportive. You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Once a week... I, beer drinker, lawn mower, mm. ping pong player. What? Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. <laughs> What's it going to be, Dave? Um, well, we have a third chair and a third mic and... Oh, we do have a third chair, and we have wine. So I I wonder who's going to sit there. We have a guest? Oh, do we have a guest? I think we may. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Hamilton! (laughs) Hamo! Hamo! 1830s! Specific. Big fans of the 1830s in Sydney. They love it. Oh, yeah. Fucking you picked well. You guys love your 1830s. Australia was in the middle of a land boom. M- uh, meaning they were, a lot of people were getting land? Yep. Okay. I mean, Not just all of a sudden there's... Land. No, they weren't making land. But right. They were, they, were take, they were just like, I'm going to take this from the people that live there. Oh. Yeah. Because a land boom is, you think about a land boom, it sounds like you're buying land, but actually you're just, the people live there. Yeah. Right. So, you know, um, when you make that joke ironically at the Gold Coast and they laugh, they won't be laughing ironically. Right. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to meet them. (laughs) Sound like good people. Have fun at that gig, my friend. Speak slowly and clap out the syllables. Wow. The good uh, thing about the Gold Coast people is they will re-listen to this podcast four or five times before they go, oh, I think fucking Hamo's having a go at us. I feel like, I feel like you're not going to do the Gold Coast Comedy Festival. <laughs> I hope not. 
squatters in New South Wales ran amok and started uh, cranking out sheep. So they're getting land, they're making more sheep. They're so, making more? You mean yeah, the sheep, sheep are banging? fuck each other and then they have another yeah. sheep. Right, so the sheep are banging. You get, you get sheep some banging. wool, you get some sticks, you get some jam, you get some glue, you get some gaffer tape, you've got a fucking sheep. Yeah, there we That's go. We That'll play. Put it on, Tom. Yeah. There we go. Whalers were having a great die, uh, time just killing whales. Whales? Oh, people Whalers. were killing whales? Whalers, okay. Uh, money flowed in from Britain and growth exploded. New colonial banks were established. All was awesome. Nothing could stop Australia. Great. Besides those spiders. Except too many sheep. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Suddenly there were so many sheep that prices of the fine wool dropped. Then came a big drought in 1839, and now sheep farmers had to import expensive wheat and money uh, start to dry up in the colonies. Okay, so there's a sheep issue. Yeah. Great. Britain had its own financial crisis in 1839, and even less money is coming into the country, so it, it's a shit show all of a sudden. And the, the sheep are the scape? Well, the sheep, sheep everyone... <laughs> yeah. It's always easy to blame it on the sheep yeah, as well. Yeah, you know for what I mean? sure, yeah. She was here. <laughs> it's my version of blaming it on a sheep. Yeah. I ain't fuck it. <laughs> sheep that had been producing fine wool were now being boiled down to tallow to make candles and soap. Ah, sheep candles? Tough times for sheep, right? Yeah, yeah, fucked up times for sheep. Oh, this is great. Do you have a bunch of sheep in here? No, it's actually a new essence candle I have. Yeah. Mmm, that smells L- nice. Oh, to sheep? Sheep water. Land was suddenly impossible to sell. People could not pay their mortgages. The banks made it harder and harder uh, for sheep farmers to get credit. Shops started to close. Then the banks started to fail. And this is blamed on sheep. Well, there were too many sheep. So you can't can't base your economy on sheep. How many times do I have to fucking tell you people this? (laughs) Tell that to the people in New Sheepland. They're having a big year. In the 80s, we tried to do it with cane toads. And... uh, do you know about the cane toad epidemic up in Queensland? No. They introduced yeah. them to get rid of some things, and then the cane toads went, oh, well, why don't we just keep fucking and take over Queensland? And then if you picked up a cane toad and licked the back of its neck, you saw through time. And so I've know, heard. Why did you get rid of them? I didn't. I've got a lot at home, and <laughs> I'll see you after the gig. <laughs> it's lick, lick, pass. There yeah. you go. Nothing sus. Uh-huh. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear Justin and I are going to go over to his place after this and lick toads together. Yeah. And Not trip our balls way, off. Just mates hanging at the pub kind of way. Yeah. Talking about sport, you know, yeah. talking about music, lick a cane toad, see through time, have a little hug because I didn't know my dad. It's good, right? <laughs> it just feels good. Dave, Justin's had in. too many licks of the toad. Yeah. Uh, where's my dad? No, 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 no. <laughs> you have to drive, mister. I feel All like... right, how many sheep have you had tonight? None. Toads? Just two at a party. Step out of the car. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I feel like people who say talking about sport don't actually talk about sports. Yeah. Going over to my mates, talking about sport. No. No. That was a euphemism for we're going to be wrestling on the ground. (laughs) And in Tasmania, things were about to get very convicty. Oh, Okay. 
With the establishment of Port Phillip in 19, uh, 1835 and South Australia in 1836, the decision was made to send England's convicts to Tasmania. Right, okay. Between uh, 1830 and 1837, Tasmania received 60% of free Im- immigrants, but now that those people had a choice, they chose not to go to Tasmania. And between 1838 and 1859, only 3% of free immigrants went to Tasmania. The okay. rest were convicts. Yeah. Okay. So it's not... So 97% are a little shady. Yeah. By the way, Hobart's going to be the best place when the uh, climate change really kicks in. Like, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of buying a house down there in the mountains down in Tasmania because when the sea rises, that is going to be some beachfront shit. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> They have a great museum, the Mona Museum, right? I know, that'll be confusing for you, but anyway, keep going. Convicts serving in Tasmania... (laughs) Convicts serving in Tasmania were sent to Port Arthur. Others were sent around the island as labor. Women at that time were put on the prison ship Anson, which was anchored in a river. They wanted to keep the new women on the ship and away from the, quote, old hands which were the female prisoners who ruled the factories. Wait, so they put a bunch of women on a ship to keep them away from the women who would beat them up, essentially? And other stuff, yeah. Yeah. And mm, We turned it into a TV show called Prisoner, and it was amazing. <laughs> Sometimes you've you got to know your audience, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was it? Other stuff being... Uh... Governor Arthur wanted to <laughs> Governor Arthur wanted to treat the uh, ladies differently, and in 1823, uh, plans were laid out for the Cascades Female Factory. It was built on the site of an old rum distillery. A, f- a female factory is what we now might call a house of correction. Okay. So back then, uh, they thought they were teaching the convicts how to be women again and making them useful members of society so they could get jobs and work. Okay. And according to John Oxley, quote, the colony needed a well-regulated factory to teach women habits of industry so they would become useful to society rather than a burden. Nice way of putting it. Um, so it's basically like they're just picking up trades in this... Uh... Uh-huh. Okay. Um, mm. The factories were for women who were too much of a problem uh, to be assigned as a servant. So sometimes you'd come and you get... Your sentence would be to be a, a someone's servant. That was your... Indentured servitudes. Yeah. Okay. Um, or or my women would be in the factory if they were between assignments, and women who committed crimes while in the colonies were sent there, and women who were uh, sick, also women who were pregnant, mm. and then women who were nursing, because that's the same as someone who commits a crime. Wait, so, so, so cr- <laughs> criminals, the sick, the pregnant... And those who have just given birth are all put together because they're sort of considered equal problems? Yeah, they're burdens. Yeah. You know, you're in London, you steal a loaf of bread, you should be alongside someone who enjoyed sex and had a baby. (laughs) It makes a lot of sense. What are you in for? I'm having a family. So it's just... I had a bun in the oven. Oh, you stole bread as well? No. No, no. No, but I've been baking. I, uh... (laughs) Uh, So... The women worked in the factory. Most of them did laundry, but they also spun Boy, wool. doing laundry is just... Right. I, as, someone, as someone who knows the, the euphoria that runs through your veins when you got a fresh bag from Target yeah. of clothes done, 
He was Woo! very excited downstairs. Woo! It was like you entered the room and then you entered the room. That's how excited you were <laughs> yeah. about the laundry. I get it. I'm, I'm empathising, Dave. Yeah. Not sure you know what that word means. Of course I do. So the it women means all... to make a point very clearly. <laughs> Allow me to empathise what I'm talking about. Uh, the, women, the women also learned how to spin wool, uh, sew, and make shoes. And they were taught religion, which I'm sure they'd never heard before. Oh, that's always good uh, when you get that yeah. involved. Now, some women who could not get out of the prison by getting an assignment would try to escape. Okay. Uh, Catherine Henrys, uh, who was in for life, escaped Cascades in 1841 by dressing as a man. Oh, ah. Okay. That's what Gareth did to get into the country. Yeah, and that's true, yeah. It was <laughs> amazing. put on my big boy clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking of trying it. Yeah. What are you here for? I'm so nervous. I, uh, <laughs> I'm a grown-ass man. See this guy? Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. The gloves. Mm. <laughs> gloves? Well, I mean, I always ask him to take them off, but... <laughs> they insist. Well... I have a boner. <laughs> uh, so she then got work as a Tinder splitter. Oh, you mean... A she, Tinder splitter. Yeah. That's where you swipe... Le- left and right. Left and right, right. Yeah. You swipe up. Undecided. Yeah. You swipe up. <laughs> I'll get in touch later if I'm desperate. That's... Uh... <laughs> and a Tinder splitter is someone who just made a bunch of Tinder? And then they uh, split it. Isn't Tinder split a bunch? Go ahead. <laughs> well, it has to get split down to be Tinder. Doesn't, it starts out not Tinder. Yeah, but then it becomes Tinder and someone's splitting it. Well, I think you're splitting it into Tinder. I don't think well, you're Well, then you should be called a Tinder... Uh-huh. Well, I think the title might be appropriate now that I think... <laughs> Tinder divider? That's good, yeah. Yeah. We should get in touch with them. <laughs> Let them know they can change it. So um, she, was, uh, she was caught, and then she escaped again, this time by sharpening a spoon and using it to cut through her, her cell bars. Wow. What I, that's how fuck? I leave my house every morning. I uh, make Ooh. a little spoon, cut it into a knife, and I escape. Well, I, don't get me wrong. I know I've got keys, but it's more exciting yeah. to start yeah. the day that way. Well, how, what, are you, how, what are the bars made of? they got to be shit. I mean... Licorice? I what are they like... Oh, that of... was easy. Time to put on my man suit. Holy fuck. Yeah. I... <laughs> She's Morning. Got... Good penis, eh? All righty. How's everyone's penis? Awesome. All right, I should skedaddle. Excuse me, Catherine, you seem to have a very uh, black mouth and teeth. Have you been chewing licorice? Uh, some of the bars were a little harder to negotiate than I'd imagined. Catherine? What? Oh. <laughs> I... No. You answered. Yeah, because... Uh, Prove that you're a man. Mmm, I love pasta. Oh, yeah, you're a man. <laughs> well, up, oh, no, I'm right through. gets my for sure dick harder than a big bowl of guini. Well, since you've escaped, why don't you wander into the rest of Australia that doesn't properly exist yet? Thank you. Would okay. you like Adelaide? You can have it. <laughs> and that's the settlement. <laughs> that was real. <laughs> That's exactly how it happened. Uh, 
So after she cut through her cell bar, she scaled down the factory wall on a rope made out of blankets. So oh, this is a whole Batman yeah. thing. Might have been the first time that move was pulled. Yep. <laughs> Were the sheets clean? You could also get out of the factory by getting married. Men, both settlers and convicts, would come to check out the ladies. Oh, my God. And oh. see if any were good enough to marry. Is there a worse, like, I, I'm, is there a worse feeling than when a bunch of men come in to potentially be like, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I can put it in that one yeah, there. You, yeah, yeah. You look a bit of a project. Come with me. Yeah. yeah we'll clean you up, eh? Put a bun in the oven, eh? You got a vagina? That'll do. Yeah. You like living in mud? Have you, have you just turned into Tom Hardy? What the fuck happened there? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> good answer. Um, so, so they'd come in to see if the women were good enough to marry. This was known as ranking up. Oh, my God. R- ranking what? up. Who's ranking up? The women are ranking up. Oh. Yeah. No, they are well, not. Well, you know, because, because initially they had the sheep because they had to do something with the sheep and then uh, you get rid of the sheep and then you've got to rank up so, and then you've got the licorice bars right. and then you think, well, fuck it, what, what, why don't I actually date a woman? Yeah. So that's up how you it go. worked out. So now you've yeah. ranked up and now yeah. you've got a, a lady vagina. It, is, it is great by. to think that any asshole who comes down there is going to be ranking you up just yeah. because he's like, you, yeah. Because you get sick and tired of just sitting by yourself and ranking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. Ranking down is painful. Oh, the man. rank down? Good oh. lord. I ranked down once. It was an accident and I didn't walk for three weeks. But it was... I remember reading about that. Yeah. Well, I Snapchat the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody did a Snapchat for three weeks like you. Yeah. It was well, it was before Snapchat. I invented it. Yeah, it was weird. I started with the snap and ended with the chat. <laughs> you know, I... Uh... I ranked in my wife, and now we have a son. There's no way. Right. You got ranked. What happened? Right. Shooting star? Did you make a wish? (laughs) (laughs) A magistrate explained how the marriages went down. This is not going to be good. The convict goes and looks at the women. And if he sees a lady that takes his fancy, he makes a motion to her. Ugh. And she steps to one side. Some will not but stand still and have to wish to be married, uh, but this is rare. So, so it y- is like upside down bachelor. It's so, yeah, a guy, a guy goes like, I guess motions to her, he just goes, yeah, all right. And then she <laughs> moves, she takes a step to the side and he's like, okay, that one's mine. What's the point of the step aside? Well, I think if they just stand there, it means that they're not, they're not attracted to the, the man thing. My guess so is not don't. a lot of stepping aside. Yeah, most of them went for it. They did go for it. Yeah, they want to get out of the factory. Right. Okay. Factory's a shithouse. Right. So they had a very short courtship. So Sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. when the inciting incident in your relationship is that a man has picked you, it feels like courtship maybe isn't a phase you're about to approach. Also, like imagine uh, when you're finally together and you're with all these, uh, your friends, and they say, how did you get together? I picked her. It was amazing. I was standing in a corner. I didn't know if he was into me. He told me to fuck off to my left. I did. And it was love at seventh sight. (laughs) It's been a nightmare ever since. (laughs) We're very unhappy. Uh, 
so a man would come down to the factory. He would pick out uh, a woman. You. I'm glad I wore that then, man lipstick. Then he would court her and marry her the next day. So the, by courting, oh, the next day. by courting, you mean that he was like, all right, well, see you in the morning. Yeah, welcome. When they say courting, they used to talk about uh, Margaret Court, and that's what they used to do. That's a reference for these guys. Yep. <laughs> I, was say. I, I, I would imagine courting just means they fucked. Uh, right. Well, that's not... Cor- uh, okay. It that's is where I'm from. Uh, oh, good courting. And then on... That's the f- such a busy day courting, mate. Uh, oh, man. My, I'm all courted out. Oh. I'm chock full of the court. Oh, man. And then... So that's the second day. We courted twice. Oh, twice? Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> you can bounce back. Yeah, literally. Yeah. What's your secret? Uh, she hates me. Right. <laughs> yep. That's why I rank alone. Yeah. <laughs> I rank alone. The new album from Hamo. It's back. Two songs, 15 minutes each. Triple M. We whisper it because we're embarrassed. Uh, I'll explain it to them later. (laughs) So he carts her and marries on the second, and the third day takes her home. Like a long weekend, except instead of a hangover. So, sorry, uh, he he meets her, they get married, and then he takes her home. Yeah, and then the third day they go home together. Um, Perfect. In 1832, the Reverend... And gay people can't get married. Wow. Hey, uh, you know what? The last thing I need is you guys turning up here to our country and pointing out how we're fucked. And oh no, no, no! No, we're, do- we're doing a postal vote, like, and we're eventually going to get around to it at some point no. in uh, two thousand. We anyway, do a real a vote, but Rio votes are for straight people. Yeah. yeah. But oh, what happened? Yeah. What happened? You okay? Um, in 1832, the Reverend Samuel Marsden advertised in uh, New South Wales Government Gazette for applications to marry female convicts at the Parramatta Female Factory. Ugh, Parramatta. Female Factory Parramatta? just sounds horrible. It just That's sounds what like they were where called, they make because they're cranking out females. Ugh. Yeah. Where you, how, what are you going to call a place where you make females? You're not making females. Well, you're turning it's them. It's not in. a machine. That's like. Yeah. But they come in. All right, and, label them, guys. Label these ladies. But when they come in, they're like animals, and then you turn them into something they can sew. Right. Reform school? Yeah, factory. Okay. <laughs> Other factory women were known to have sex with men who came down, and in return they get some rum or tobacco or other, you know, good stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. When bringing female convicts to the factory, it sometimes took a very long time to get them there on the journey. Okay. Uh, the Independent, quote... The disgraceful scenes which have been carried on by the parties conducting the females to and from Georgetown. Females sent for punishment have been weeks and weeks on the way, stopping at almost every hut and cabin of the government lawyers and remaining till satisfied with debauchery. Owning it. It's like a, uh, what do you call it, a fuck train. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. One recommendation to stop all of the uh, 
fucking was to shave the heads of female convicts. Oh, my God. What is going right. on? Well, none of them had seen Alien 3, yeah. right? You know, but nothing will stop a guy from fucking a woman like a shaved head. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that... It oh, like, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks like me. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Come here, me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've married myself. Yeah. I'm a lady. Quiet, me. My he only... always talks. Classic me. Yeah. Shit, it's like me, but with a vagina. Yeah. The perfect me. This is our son, me. He looks like her. He looks like me. We're me. Uh, another idea was to label the women, which meant they'd have to walk around wearing a, sli- a sign that said slut or whatever. Oh, my God. A what? A sign? Slut or harlot or whatever, you know, they have to right. a sign. Right. So, Scarlet like, Signs. It's different now. Now you can just wear, like, Nike or Adidas, but... Uh, <laughs> well, actually, sometimes they do still say that. Yeah. Yeah? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, there are those shirts. Don't wink at me. Stop. You yeah. have to stop mid-show winks. He did wink at you. Yeah. I saw that yeah. wink. He does it a lot. I didn't... Was, was it a wink or a twitch? Uh, it, it, came, it, it looked a bit flirty. I'm it hoping like it's a, a wink. twitch. Oh! oh. It does make you feel special, though. I will say that. Uh, and then there were normal punishments like uh, reducing rations, solitary confinement, hard labor, stuff like that. But Governor Arthur was super into the head shaving and solitary ideas. So the Cascades had 100 solitary cells built in 1832. Uh, and women who wanted uh, sex and booze would be put into the cells uh, instead of the fucking... If they got caught fucking, they'd be put in solitary. Right. Or Sex sells. Drink. Yeah. No. <laughs> These solitary cells had just enough light uh, so they could work, and their work was unpicking ship's ropes. Oh, that's a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> that would be hell. Oh, that's a huge one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, my shoelaces are fucked up. I'm like, I need, I'll just buy a new pair. I'll start from scratch. <laughs> There's no one doing this. Rope, uh, rope was made from hemp, uh, so it had a limited lifespan, so they had... Hang on, them, what was it made l- from? Hemp. Oh, you're focused now, aren't you? Yeah. All right, yep. <laughs> Let's smoke some rope, dog. Yeah. I'm going to go to Hamo's and smoke rope after the show. I'm just going to do some bongs of rope. It feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. You tie smoke yourself up, you, you get stoned, you forget to untie yourself, you have to chew yourself out through the licorice bars again. <laughs> anyway, very... I've got to stop talking about Wednesdays. <laughs> So the women would pick apart uh, the uh, rope and, use the, and then they used the fibers uh, on the seams of ships to uh, help waterproof it. Okay. the cracks. Right. The worst women were put in completely dark cells with no rope. It seems like I'd rather do that. Yeah. I, so, so what would they... Oh, so, so my choice is to sleep or put, pick apart a rope? Unless you're bad, then you get nothing. You can just sleep in a room. See how you like that. Love With no you. rope. No rope. No, no rope. rope to unknot. If a woman uh, was not married and she got pregnant, she got uh, locked up in the factory. Uh, the idea was that would stop other single women from uh, having sex and getting pregnant, which this naturally just led to a huge increase in abortions and infant side. Right. I'm so glad super... you brought this topic in. And it's, uh, it's uh, one of those things where um, we've got a politician called Tony Abbott who still lives by this. So uh, this is a good warning to everyone to, uh, if you see Tony Abbott, uh, plunge a stake through his heart. Uh, <laughs> see, 
It's the only way to kill the undead. Didn't some guy headbutt him? Sorry? Did... He's the one that ate the onion. But some guy headbutted Tony. Oh, Abbott, yeah, right? someone headbutted him. Yeah, that's great. And it was kind of great, but it was kind of terrible because, you know, it's because it, then it allowed the media to give him a bit of sympathy. And, oh. but, but the headbutt, it was fucking great, right? Yeah. That's it's such a great Australian it, move. Yeah. yeah. It's not often that you get to watch the news and genuinely go, oh, yeah, that was a good moment. <laughs> Headbutts. <laughs> Aussie I mate. mean, could you imagine headbutting Bush? Uh, like, how fucking great would that be? Uh, are you talking about the president? Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little lost down here. <laughs> Anything? <laughs> are you satisfied, my love? I just need a reaction. Punch it. You want to just watch a movie? I've got some rope. I panicked. I'll admit I buckled. (laughs) (laughs) Arthur, uh, Governor Arthur was very worried about a ton of fatherless babies running around, so he was probably totally cool with the killing of the babies and whatnot. Mm. Quote, the colony is overrun with illegitimate children born to no certain provision of inheritance but the vices of their parents and consequent misery. Naturally, he thought the best answer was to separate children from their unwed mothers. For sure. Yeah, that's the right way to go. Absolutely. So they were taken away at nine months old and put in nurseries in the female factory. That's terrible. Which is not a great life for uh, children. When Arthur visited the factory in 1832, he discovered the kids' beds were, quote, quite black with fleas. Oh, oh black and he was with shocked. fleas. Wow. Who uses quite? Yeah, yeah in that yeah. situation. <laughs> Adequately. <laughs> <laughs> Enough fleas to see. That's cool. So the kids are happy. Yep. And also, they don't know anything else. Right. So when they eventually get out, they'll be like, where's the flea bed? They'll be like, no, it's a yeah. regular bed. <laughs> what? Yeah. And how good would those sheets be? You'd go to sleep, you'd wake up, you'd be in another room, they're <laughs> moving along. Oh, I go to bed, I get motion sick. Uh, We're fleeing. They also <laughs> suffered from poor nutrition, overcrowding, and the damp housing. The Cascades uh, were just in a cold, wet valley. They got no sun in the winter. Cells were damp and beds were wet. Just how you like them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a nice wet bed. Yep. Mm. So there was a high mortality rate uh, for infants than out in the actual world where the single mothers would be if they had their kids. And when the kids were old enough, the kids were sent to an orphan school, um, which wasn't that bad, though, because the mothers could come and visit them four times a year for three hours. Oh, so oh. they're able to maintain a relationship yeah. then. Yeah. It's, not, mean, uh, it's not like so you're getting... It's not like you'll never see them again. Yeah. Right. You well, get you, 12 hours a year. Mate, yeah. you see them four times. Yeah. I imagine it would be great. So what's been happening since I last saw you? I'm dying in here. Okay. And have you made any friends? The fleas. Oh, yeah. And uh, what are their names? Oh, this is going to take a while. <laughs> Four hours later. You're over and that's time! Benjamin, no, I just got to the bees! <laughs> Bye, Mama. See you in three months. Uh, I'll bring some rope. A group of convict women ruled the factory. Okay. They were called the Flash Mob. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, Everyone I think remembers they, them. I've seen their work. Yeah. Terrific stuff. Went yeah. viral. Uh, they were not violent. Uh, sorry, they were violent and not big. <laughs> <laughs> Total opposite. I was like, 
Opposite. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They were violent and not big on listening to authorities. They had no interest in working towards assignment. Uh, they were very happy in the factory. They wore nice dresses and smuggled stuff in. They harassed the other inmates and apparently got into trouble for singing dirty songs a lot. I like that. And they liked to riot. What were the songs that they used to sing? I like pussy. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. Did they ever sing that song, uh, Am I ever gonna see your face again? It's one of our traditional ditties. By the way, I've got to be honest, we caught up uh, two hours before the show, all of us, and we rehearsed that. That's good. It paid off in the actual performance, I think. Um, the women would riot when it was head-shaving time. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. I mean, quite a picture we're painting here. Yeah. <laughs> they would riot because they didn't get enough rations. They'd riot when their illegal smuggled goods were taken away, and really for anything. Uh, one day there was a reverend who they really disliked for all his preaching, and he found himself in the middle of one of their riots. Quote, as he was crossing the courtyard, some dozen or 20 women seized upon him, took off his trousers, and deliberately endeavored to deprive him of his manhood. Ah. Wow. Just like a licorice bar. Yeah. (laughs) Over this side, lots of cheering. Over this side, a lot of legs being crossed. So, that's interesting. Well, the reverend doesn't need it anyway, right? No, I mean, no, reverends, the reverends can. A priest wouldn't. No, a priest would, because that's his main job is to fuck uh, boys. No, 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 no. Nope. Do I not know what they do? Mm, you do. <laughs> no. I mean, look, let's be honest. It happened. Yeah. Sure. A lot. Mm-hmm. All, mostly. Sure. But I still <laughs> don't think you can condemn Catholicism completely because I reckon there's Dave a, a couple of um, cool guys. <laughs> and they make chimney go out of the smoke when there's a new one. And I don't mean the penis. <laughs> Don't you? I do. Uh, the penis has made smoke. Uh, so, yeah, they tried to either rip his dick off or... Uh, I'm, I was hoping they'd try and bite it off. I like the idea of biting. The, you guys make your own visual. I'm going to go with biting. I, I like the idea that they punched it off. Yeah. Uh. That all just lined up. Boom! Holy Ethel. shit. Boom! Sandra. Boom! And they just kept going uh. until it went... Just so upsetting. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. <laughs> it's been great. Take care. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, when Lieutenant when <laughs> Lieutenant Governor John Franklin visited Cascades to see how it was going, he brought along his wife. The ladies decided to give her a show. Quote: 300 women turned right around and at one impulse pulled up their clothes, showing their naked posteriors, which they simultaneously smacked with their hands. <laughs> Making a very loud and not very musical noise. Yeah. 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 Weirdly enough, you can see that very show at the Opera House next week, and uh, it's amazing. Who the fuck was that David Geffen walking in? Who's like, hey, you guys were off rhythm. Let's go from the top. Not very musical. It really wasn't. Oh, that's dynamite. (laughs) Why was it David Geffen? I mean, music. I was yeah, thinking, you know, yeah. rhythm. <laughs> Sir John Eardley Wilmot. John A. What? That's how we know him. Anyway, uh, sorry. John Eardley Ermot. Eardley. John Eardley? Wilmot. 
It's happening. It's not real. No, he's real. Eardly? Yeah, he's from Narnia. Eardly. I can't read. Uh, took over as lieutenant governor as ta- of Tasmania in 1843. He was a lawyer, a prison reformer, and an MP. Lord Stanley described him as, quote, a muddle-brained blockhead. <laughs> <laughs> Time for politics. Between March 1844 and uh, February 1846, Wilmot was formally rebuked by the War and Colonial Office 27 times, Jesus. which is still a record. Uh, to this day. Also, there's not a lot of colonies, so it's hard to break that one. (laughs) We'll get back. Tasmanians who were not happy with the big influx of convicts turned their anger toward Wilmot. They thought the colony was being turned into a giant jail, and they weren't happy that England expected the colonists to pay for the criminals. And probation was introduced a few years earlier, and it was more costly than assignment. What does that mean? Fuck if I know. The, okay. uh, to, me, to me, I just hear all these things. Assignment, you get assigned to a guy. I guess probation is like what we would have today where you've you got to report in, but you right. can have a job and stuff. Better way to go. Yeah. We but, call it work for the doll. <laughs> a lot of artists in tonight, so... <laughs> got the joint? Yep. Um... By 1845, the free colonists had had enough of the probationary system. Six members of uh, Van Diemen's Land Legislative Council blocked the finances to pay for it, and then they all resigned in mass. Now the council did not have a quorum to govern, so there was no way to overturn it, and they became known as the Patriotic Six. And this was the end was coming close for Eardley Wilmot. It was about to get worse because of the gays. Oh boy. Oh, boy. Hold on. (laughs) Quote, the female factory at the Cascades in Hobart swarmed with lesbians. Right. Well, you you know that the first giveaway was uh, within uh, two weeks of Bunnings had opened up really close. (laughs) And that's how they knew. A lot of Katie Lang was being played... I'm just giving you facts. <laughs> so because they'd confined them to yeah. this situation and because the options as far as men go was, no was like... Yeah. Right, if you so want to have sex, right. you do it with your own sex. Right, yeah. Makes sense. It was that or the fleas. So... <laughs> <laughs> they just form into a man in a trench coat. <laughs> we yeah. love you. No, no, no. No, no. You look itchy. <laughs> um... Put that on a Tinder profile. Possibly itchy. I am ants. I am fleas. Anyway, whatever. Sorry. Now, I'm because drunk. of the, all the talk of there being sex in the factories and the prisons, in 1841, uh, ex-Lieutenant Governor back then had ordered an inquiry into female convict prison discipline. Sure. But there uh, was a lot more action with dudes. There were 4,367 female and 24,824 male convicts in the colony in 1845. So you throw in restrictions on marriage, rampant alcoholism, long periods of solitary confinement, and bros start to bro it up. Bro takes care of a bro. Bro takes care of a bro. Tough situation. I get you. They give your friend a tug, you yeah. know? Right. And then uh, and next thing you're not like, you know, I can do this yeah. with my mate mouth. Job. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a buddy blow. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Like, if we were, in a, if we were trapped in a mine... Yeah, or you, traveling together a bunch. Or traveling together around on the road. Yeah. Or just touring 
a country. Or yeah, things happen. Or you're in Sydney and it's past 10 p.m. and everything's closed yeah. and you're lonely and, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's comforting. Yeah. Yeah. Just to stroke your friend. Just a bro job. Just, just a, bro, a bro job. A bro guy out, you know. Yeah, mate. A couple bros. Yeah. Jobbing it out. It's not weird if you go past the second knuckle. That's all I'm saying. That's <laughs> not. I'll tell you what, it's weird to not once you got one on there. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, you're when, I when I finish it in the mouth. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's always it's... good if you lose your watch, you know who to ask, Gareth. Can I check your ass off? Absolutely. <laughs> check oh, your ass off. Oh, here it is. I have a 12.30. Yeah. You'll be Excuse right. Excuse me, Gareth. Can you check your asshole? <laughs> Sir? Right, so turns out <laughs> men and women have sexual needs, needs, and when they're around their own sex, shit happens, right? Sure. So British officials knew that a penal colony with mostly a male population would make it, quote, almost impossible to prevent the settlement from gross irregularities and disorders. Meaning Dudes fucking, fucking dudes. Right, guys right. fucking guys. Some... Uh, wanted to bring in more women as an answer, but early governors described female convicts as, quote, a disgrace to their sex, utterly irreclaimable, and the refuse of London. Well, you're shaving everybody's fucking head, throwing them in dark rooms. I mean, these are, like, nobody's going to come out of that, like, hello. Yeah, but, all, <laughs> but also, some of these people just stole handkerchiefs, so they're still fucking... Right. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, super fuckable. Yeah, no, I remember... Uh, <laughs> At least they got the hanky. Yeah. Might need it, I'm saying. Man, sometimes you need one. Yeah. Others said all the convicts were, quote, damned whores. A government report on convicts say, uh, even said, quote, all of them was scarcely, scarcely an exception, drunken and abandoned prostitutes. While this was obviously the case for some, many more were forced into the practice because they had no other options. Right. On convict ships, captains put up with sexual freedom to keep things calm. Was that like a flag they raised? <laughs> you are with a sexual freedom. <laughs> you're on the ship, you can fuck whoever you want. <laughs> Discharge cannons. Not the cannons. Not in me <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I mean the eye. The eye! Make them walk my plank. This is when a parent goes, this was the wrong show to, <laughs> to bring my kid to. It's only going to get worse. No, there have been a couple shows on this tour where we will just be disgusting. Like the blowjob tree. Yeah, like the blowjob tree. And then after, there's some 11-year-old who's like, you guys are great. And you're like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why your mom did this. You're going to have weird dreams yeah. and get a boner. Yeah. From here on out, you're going to ask ladies for weird stuff. Because you Anthony. went to the dollop in Perth. Yeah. Must be great to come back and uh, see your kids, though, when they come to the It gigs. is nice to see yeah. them. I mean, I get, I get four hours with them three times a year. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> you like this. It's just nice. Like yeah, this. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the captain... They let everybody fuck, uh, and there was, on the ships, there was an opportunity to engage in, quote, abnormal sexual behavior. And once in the penal colonies, power-based homosexuality became rampant in a tradition... Power-based? Yeah, like in a prison. Okay. Yeah, like... Like an American... Power! Yeah, like just... None, none of this... Sounded... Oh, are you, are you having a good... Boom! Yeah, that's right. like that Just kind get in, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, just yeah. boom. 
Yeah. yeah. You hear that a lot in prisons too. You know, you're walking along, you're going to go and get a loaf of boom, it's happened. And then, <laughs> oh, no. then you get your loaf of bread. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then you buy your food. If you, yeah. if you ever hear, if you're in a prison, you ever hear boom, yeah. it, it, you're fucked. Lit- literally, you're yeah. getting yeah. fucked. <laughs> and metaphorically. Yeah. Nice uh, watch. <laughs> oh, I've been looking for that. <laughs> um. So, uh, Chang gangs and in jails, they use coercion to get what they wanted. That's what a power. Of course, some guys and ladies just are in love with each other, right? Right. One convict was sentenced to hang for mutiny, and when he tried to take when he tried to take over a transport ship with some others, and he wrote what may be Australia's first same-sex love letter. "Quote, dear Jack, I hope you won't get mad at me when I am far away and all my bones is moldered away." Ah, uh. not. So far, it's not a great love letter. I have not closed an eye since I lost sight of you. Your precious sight was always a welcome and loving, charming spectacle. The only thing that grieves me, love, is when I think of the pleasant nights we have had together. That's sweet. I hope you won't fall in love with no other man when I am dead. (laughs) Yeah. Don't move on. (laughs) Don't move on. Always think of me. If I find out you're touching another dick, I will be a ghost and haunt you. you. Yeah. You try to touch other other man's balls, I will come back from the dead and I will fuck you up. (laughs) It was such a a sweet letter. It really is a sweet letter. And then he... And then he really fucked it up at the end. Well, I mean, look, he's a man. He's possessive. You know what I mean? He's still got the... Word began coming from the factories and prisons of homosexual activity. The Maria Island superintendent wrote, quote, One night I found that eight men had removed the separation boards and were sleeping together under most suspicious circumstances. <laughs> Pretty sure he laid out the suspicious circumstances. They were sleeping together. I think they might have been up to something. Yeah. This has turned into Brokeback Blue Mountains. <laughs> I got that. Quote, two had the disgusting affrontery to say they had never heard sleeping together prohibited at other stations where they had been. Yeah, right. What, I, I didn't know I couldn't, I can't sleep with other guys? Really? Uh, nobody said I couldn't fuck Doug, so. Yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. So, is this like a it new really, prison rule? But I, I do always think that, like, the idea, like, when people make the argument that uh, people choose to be homosexual, it's like, if you go through the history of time, there are, like, these people would not choose to be persecuted any further than they already are. They're just fucking gay. And they're, that's, it's always been around, and people are fucking, they like each other. So it's like, it's not like, it's not like society, it's not like we live in a world now where there's so much choice that people are like, maybe I'll fuck guys. It's yeah. like, no. You've always had a drive. People yeah. have always had drives, and they've had to subdue them over the years. Yeah. Someday it'll be legal. Do, do you, do, do you, do also, I, I reckon there are some people who grow up and go, you know what, everything's going really well for me. I need to fuck it up in some way. I'll become a minority. And right. yeah. 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 I'm sure that's happened no, somewhere. Yeah. Right? I'll choose the hard path. I, I tried to be gay. I yeah. tried to be gay for such a long time, but uh, I just we don't like musicals. No, yeah. No, we did try. <laughs> Remember we went and saw Wicked? Fuck, that was tough, was wasn't it? That was tough. Yeah. We just weren't into it. No. We fucked anyway, but we just went into the music. Well, obviously. I mean, you bought the tickets. I had to take care of the kid. You know yeah. what I mean? I appreciated it too. As you said. It's good to see you every four months. The situation was infecting all of the prisons. On Norfolk Island, a visiting magistrate said, quote, 
On the doors being opened, men were scrambling into their bed from others in a hurried manner. Ooh, uh, 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 look straight! Look straight! Look straight! Look straight! Oh, man! Uh, did you see how far I threw that rock? Look straight! Oh, yeah. How good sport! Not a lot of people know that uh, Norfolk actually came from no fuck. No the fuck. Greek. <laughs> the inquiry into female convict prison discipline that Franklin had ordered noted the case of two women, quote, detected in the very act of exciting each other's passions on the Lord's Day in the house of God at the very same time service was performing. Well. What? What? Fucking. Yes. I but mean. What was happening in the church? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a movie yeah. that I rented uh, many times. I thought they were praying, but then when she shouted Jesus Christ for the 95th time, I thought something was amiss. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's... I thought she was dying because she kept shouting, Jesus Christ, I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> Give me more of the body of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Uh, I always I always fuck up this name of the city. Launceston? Oh, Launceston. Or as we know it here, Inceston. That's that's right. That's right. It's a fair thing. Right. Officials at the uh, Launceston female factory reported sexual activity between prisoners was common, and there were women who played the man's part, and they ruled the inmates. Oh, that's great. The Hobart factory... I love a little acting. The Hobart factory reported four female prisoners, quote, dancing perfectly naked and making obscene attitudes toward each other. Obscene attitudes? In imitation of men and women together. <laughs> it's pretty obscene attitudes. I don't know. She was looking rude. <laughs> I could tell. Yeah. I didn't like her attitude. <laughs> For this, uh, they were, uh, the four were given 12 months hard labor. Another woman... Frances Hutchinson, who was there, was only given six months hard labor because, quote, she was not so bad as the others. She was only dancing naked and not making any indecent attitudes. What? Right. How, who is the determiner of right. the attitude of a dancing? Yeah. You, you, you! Uh, no. You, no. you, you! Get out of here! Yeah. It's quite clearly it was her hen's night, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she had a little penis straw. <laughs> now, uh... Eardley Wilmot was aware of the goings-on, and in 1843, he wrote to England that some of the women prisoners, quote, have their fancy women or lovers to whom they are attached with quite as much ardor as the would-be to the other sex. Then William Gladstone took over as Secretary of State for War and the Colonies. He'd just lost the forefinger uh, on his left hand when he had accidentally shot it off while loading his gun. Yeah, we've all done it. Yep. Yep. He now wore a glove or a finger stall. A finger stall? A he had a fake finger? Yeah. Like a, yeah. Yeah. That seems... Stupid. Is that just for glove behavior? Well, you could... If you, I mean, yeah, if you saw it, you'd be like, what are you doing? Like, it was totally... It's just like a piece of wood. Well, yeah. uh, we all have five fingers here, so <laughs> we're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my glove. Five of them. Just like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you seem oh, to be... Oh, yeah. What? You seem to be pointing out the five-finger thing. Well, you just, all right? re- just saying we're all regular. Boy, my buddy has four fingers. Oh. <laughs> He's a real piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Can't do anything. I think he did it loading a gun. 
Old <laughs> <laughs> Stumpy, fuck that guy. Yeah, give me five. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whoa. Four. four. That, that felt that like four. four. You should have said give me four. Fair note. Okay. <laughs> we'll rework it for the second show. Uh, so Gladstone uh, was raised very religious and his politics were all wrapped up in evangelical beliefs. That's good. He argued in 1838 that nonconformists and Catholics should be excluded from government positions. I still agree with that. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. 1840, he started his own personal crusade to rehabilitate London prostitutes. He Are walk- we still talking about Tony Abbott? I'm sorry. Yeah. It sounds very familiar. Glad someone walked the streets of London and encouraged sex workers he found to change their ways. He would continue doing this for years, even when he was prime minister. Okay. So he would, as prime minister, he would walk there and be like, don't you want a career? <laughs> Do you want health care? <laughs> you want me to teach you how to type? Your finger fell off. <laughs> My bad. I don't get off by walking around talking to sex workers. I'm trying to talk you out of this. Okay. Got nothing to do with me talking about what you do and how much and just telling me stories. Well, when, about when do you start you talking me out off. of it? Because it seems like. Right. So you suck guys off for money. Sure. So. And you do that and you put it in your mouth. I think you should get a job. You have great tits. Excuse me? When do you start talking me out of this? You shouldn't be doing this. I, okay. What's next? Because it's hot down there. What is hot down where? Why are you buttoning your trench coat? (sighs) Oh, my God. Man. That'll be $50. (laughs) (laughs) So Gladstone is now in charge, and he wanted to know what Eardley Wilmot was going to do about all the lady-on-lady rubbing that was happening in the factories. Right. Right? The ladies are rubbing together. Sure. But Eardley Wilmot... Sorry, can, can you act that out again? Yeah, yep, they're that's doing it. that. Sure. The ladies are doing that. No, we've seen how yeah. it happens. So yeah. if there's two ladies... Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's no, all, it's basically like making a fire in the wild. Right. I think, I've never seen uh, yeah. women have sex, but I'm pretty sure this is how it happens. After, no. after seeing this, you know that he's rubbed two Barbies together. Yeah. That's what yeah. that is right yeah. there. Yeah. And, then, and then guys... Whoa, what is that? that? Whoa, that Jeez. was a quick switcheroo. That'll that translate to audio. That was too much. Um, that was very graphic. You better check to see if your hand's pregnant. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, now, Eardley uh, Wilmot was not really all that bothered, mostly because he was all about having sex with straight ladies. Stories of his naughty behavior were being published in the London Naval and Military Gazette. Oh, yeah. I've got every issue of that. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's great. It's really good. Yeah. It turns out he was involved in many a nasty sexual adventure. For example, he was seen putting his arm around girls' shoulders on the sofa at Government House. Oh, Oh, my Lord. That is So he invented the yawn move. (sighs) Yeah. Why don't you just finger her, sir? In front of us all, you monster! He also flirted uh, at a formal dinner party with oh my Julia. God. He would have been oh good at it too. God. Julia Sorrell, a granddaughter of her leading seller. And to top it all off, 
He held dinners during Lent. What the fuck is wrong with Jesus this guy? Christ! This monster! So Gladstone lost his shit. He wrote two letters of dismissal to Early Wilmot. One public, one not. The public one was about how he wasn't doing anything about all the ladies uh, doing it with each other. And the private one told Early Wilmot that due to his moral nastiness, he'd never work in the colony's service again. Nice. So Early Wilmot fought it. He did not leave Tasmania after being fired. Instead, he stayed there to gather ever, evidence that he wasn't a sexual deviant. How does one, how do you, how do you, how do do you that? prove that negative? Yeah. Well, it didn't work because he uh, died of nervous exhaustion, uh, exhaustion a year later. So, he died yeah. of nervous exhaustion? Exhaustion, yeah. Jesus, should have yeah. left Tasmania. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, a lot of time a... ranking by yourself, right? Yeah. 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 Having a rank. Now, the concern about homosexuality in the colony exploded into hysteria in England in 1844. No. <laughs> Imagine doing it where it should go inside of a lady, inside of a gentleman instead. Could you imagine? I mean, what that would feel like. Sure, we've all thought about it. <laughs> you know, what would it be like to experience the loins of passion with another man, you know? Surely some of us have talked about it and stewed over it while you spoon your wife and just think, what would it be like to have this big Greg? We looked at just some photos. Have him here and finally consummate what has been bubbling for years. <laughs> I mean, the tension's there. It's just someone's got to make a bloody... Imagine! Oh, the nerve! Keep talking, I'm ranking up. <laughs> nope. Someone just got stabbed in the um, audience. <laughs> so, right, so they're freaking out in England after a connection was made between men having sex and the amount of convicts in, in remote prison... Uh, probation gangs. So now they're putting together that these men are being put on probation and they're all living in huts together and they're just like, yeah. well, I also yeah. Like, let's I like, just fuck. I like how England can be outraged. Yeah. England is about just... About anything, like, really. About anything. Yeah. But let alone the idea that they just like put this together and they're like, what do you mean it's not going according to plan? <laughs> yeah. They don't have irrigation. They're yeah. all banging. What... What do you mean we sent them down under to a place that seems to have blue skies and, and beach and good weather and now they're all fucking? What? <laughs> I might need to go down there and investigate myself. Eight months uh, later. Well, this is Tom and he's, I love him. Uh, <laughs> he's terrific. I uh, should inform you it's going exactly as I planned. Yeah. <laughs> There's that guy. I don't know who he is. I don't know. That was a good, well, that was a mime moustache, wasn't yeah. it? That was good. I Feels like you broke it off like an icicle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the implications of all the same sex sex were considered a matter of imperial concern. Politically influ influential evangelicals believed the fate of all British society Ugh. and maybe the entire empire were at stake because of the rampant homosexuality. Ugh. Well done, Australia. What? Yeah, I had a feeling that we would take him down that way, so that is good, right? Gladstone also uh, held this belief. So Gladstone brought in Charles Latrobe. Uh, oh, Charlie. He was a temporary lieutenant governor of Tasmania. Latrobe had been the superintendent of Port Phillip, even though he had zero experience. And people hated him there, 
because he allowed convicts in. Melbourne prided itself on not being a convict city. Still do. Yawn. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When you go up to get a, uh, an espresso from a barista who's chock full of tattoos with nail polish and, uh, you know, eyeliner and a necklace, you know, those real individuals, that's the first thing that they point out. Yep. You weren't listening. <laughs> I was watching you. Uh, um, so, but now, but now the ex-convict thing is now being, uh, it's intertwined with uh, people being gay. Right or homosexual activity, and so now they're both worried about criminals and the fact that criminals are, are, fabulous. are having yeah. sex with their right. same sex. Right. So uh, more convicts to them means more homosexuality. So Dr. James Clutterback... What, what is going that's on? That's not a real name. You've picked because... the wrong name for this story, uh, sir. Yeah. Uh. The last thing you've got to do is send Clutterback to fix up the homosexuality. Have you seen his back? It's a mess. It's disgusting. He's a hoarder. Look, I like, a lot, of, of I like a lot of dudes in me at once. They call me Clutterback. <laughs> what? <laughs> Someone had to say it. <laughs> so he thought that England was just unloading all of its homosexuals on boats. So now they've come around so he thought and they're they... like, they're just putting gays on boats uh, and sending them here. Amazing. What right. a fucking idiot. And saying they had... <laughs> Seriously, the, I, 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 like there's a way to, like they're vetting that. You gay? Yes. No, get on the boat, damn it. Yeah. Get on the gay boat. <laughs> I mean, the, what a great, <laughs> that would never make it to land. <laughs> They'd just be in the ocean like. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the boat of Amel. <laughs> <laughs> From what I've heard. (laughs) Clutterback said, quote, they had sunk to the lowest depths of vice and wickedness. Gladstone wanted Latrobe to take care of the moral nightmare and told him, quote, unhappily, there appears to be no doubt of the wide prevalence of an evil so hateful in its character and so formidable in its penal consequences, not merely to the actual victims of vice, but to all who tolerate such evils. I really wish we could go back and explain to them that it's hard now to not make jokes about calling it penal at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. The men are fucking on the penal colony? <laughs> we couldn't have seen this coming. I Speaking told you which, we should have called it an anal colony. I stand corrected. It would have been the cleanest of the colonies. I don't think you know what I'm saying. Yes, of course. They're anal. They'll keep it clean. And they'd be the gayest group because it'd be so clean. They'd be happy. The anal colony would be full of gay people. Sir. In a good non-gay way. And the people who steal. Uh, That too. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Right. The receivers of swollen goods. That's right. I'm it was from. A bit awkward. I asked one of them to show me what was in his bag, and I'm not going back. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have spare shirts? 
Latrobe was the man to pull off Gladstone's mission of getting rid of all the homosexuals. Oh, my God. He told Latrobe to look into reports that convicts in probation gangs had, quote, fallen into the habits of life so revolting and depraved as to make it nothing less than the most sacred and imperious duty to adopt measures to arrest the process of pollution. Latrobe began a double-secret investigation into, quote... Wait, wait, a double-secret? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that that mean a non-secret? Oh, shit. I wrote that wrong. He went public. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Foolish. I'm undercover. Abort, 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 abort. You're on to us. Probationers were interrogated about whether or not they would enjoy the sweet love of a man. How does that even work? Soon word was out amongst the gangs that Latrobe was on the hunt. So Latrobe took it over the top. He ordered that convicts' clothes and bed coverings be checked for dried semen. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Wow. Does that just mean sailors who are on land? Yeah. Who, who gets the job of checking for cum? You know, the, the cops from CSI Tasmania. You uh, get that black line out. <laughs> now, you promised that you've just had a bit of a cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was sneezing all night. Go ahead and smell it. Well, my lord. Mm. 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 I might need to take this down to the liquor's office. Yeah. <laughs> this smells of pineapple. How was work today, honey? Uh, yeah. I mean, I found a lot of cum. That's good, yeah. right? If you found a lot of cum, that's good. Didn't you say that was good? No. Oh. It's bad if you find cum. Yeah. But then, okay. Sorry, babe. It was all dry. Yeah, well. <laughs> do you want to get another job, or do you think you're, like, good here? Like, No, I feel like I'm I mean? doing what I was always meant to do. I like... know that your dad was a cum scratcher, but I feel like maybe it's time to, like... It's just See what's been, out there. It's just been part of our family for so long. I know, but I, I was... Look, I found some of your short stories, and they're beautiful. <laughs> they're absolutely beautiful. Mom, yeah? Mom, when I grow up, I want to be a cum sniffer like Dad. You leave this room. Why? You leave this room. I'm just, Do you I'm see a, what's happening? Tommy! I, you will not sniff cum like... I want, you, I want you to be better than that. I've already started. <laughs> On the next episode of Cum Sniffers. <laughs> How long until we have a show on TV called Cum Sniffers? We're know. like, what, eight just, years away? I, I think yeah. everyone in this theater should be concerned about what James Fosdock is drawing right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. As Mandy James Fosdock rolls a left-handed cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cum Sniffers, they said. <laughs> Let the magic begin. He just goes into a trance, and his body takes yeah. over. Yeah, he's licking toads, just drawing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Latrobe had med- medical practitioners look through records to see if they could find any evidence of, quote, habitual penetration. Oh. Right. What, is, what do the records say? Also, yeah. I, we... we uh, also, he has tuberculosis and his butthole has been very worked over. <laughs> right. Like, what? Yeah. 
I mean, there's what people. Are the records? I mean, really, you're at the point where people are just looking for cum in sheets, and then doctors are like, mm, "You say it's just fiber, huh? Okay." <laughs> <laughs> The Trobe reported back to Gladstone that, quote, vice of every description is to be met with on every and not as isolated spot. Wait. Vice of every description is to be met with on every and not as isolated spots, but as a pervading stain, and that homosexuality was a stigma on the colony. I honestly don't know if you're talking about it in a larger sense or if you're talking about sheets at this point. Sheets. Sheets, okay. uh, Like a nice 800 count. Right. (laughs) So England is totally freaked out by his report, even though the published report did not include the section uh, on the, quote, prevalence of unnatural crime. Unfortunately, not releasing that section of the report just made people more interested in that part of the report. Uh, uh, Sorry, what does that mean? So the graphic shit. Oh, right. He leaves out, but then people are more like, what's, why is it left out? Walk us through it slowly, very slowly. Very Super slowly. Sl- look me in the eye. Yes, yeah. yes. Act it out. Yes. Yes. Here, I'll be anyone. And, <laughs> and I'll be anyone as well. All right. Together we'll be anyone. Right. I'll be a pony. Sorry. Am I doing this right? No, you're in the wrong room. Oh, no, sorry. Go to the pony play. Goodbye. Yes, farewell. That happens all the time. It happens every... I see him every four months. Latrobe was so worried... Latrobe was so worried that the crime was, quote, common talk with the lower classes that they were consequently tainted. He concluded that as long as convicts were put in gangs, the, quote, general tendency is to deeper degradation. So now they're saying if convicts are put in gangs, they're going to fuck each other. Right. That's right. just how it's going to happen. Right. This opinion was shared with those who worked in the colony. A Miss Hutchinson, matron of a factory, said, quote, the moral evils have existed all along, though they have increased in proportion as the buildings have increased and become more crowded. England's totally freaked out by the gay sex that transportation uh, to Tasmania was suspended for two years. Wow. Wow. Transportation to Tasmania finally stopped because ladies were going down on ladies and men were going down on men. That's yeah. crazy. I always suspected. The Trobe's temporary rule wrapped up and a... Lieutenant Governor Dennison took over, also super anti-homosexuality. He took it up a notch. What? That's how he got the job. Sorry. He took it up a notch and started having uh, probationers' assholes checked for regular signs of fucking. Wow. Like he was just going up to people who were assholes and saying, are you fucking? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're literally having guys come in and doing asshole checks. Right. I I, I mean, what? Pretty hot, right? (laughs) Not, not Have you us. seen Asshole Checkers 1, 2, 3, or 4? I saw the fourth one, but I was lost. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the one in 3D, and that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in it. <laughs> no royalties. <laughs> uh, uh, Dennison also ordered that lamps burn all night in the sleeping quarters and sidewalls were installed in bunks to keep the men from having easy access to each other. So you're basically proven, you're basically gay until proven straight at this point, if you're a convict. The Ross Female Factory was located in the Midlands area of Tasmania. There, the superintendent started seriously looking into female masturbation, 
as well as the usual lesbian action because he believed female masturbation caused heart disease. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I know it's given me heart disease, yeah. so... <laughs> well, I hate to tell you this, ma'am, but uh, your heart is very swollen, uh-huh. and I think you need to lay off the clit. Lay I'm off the what? We've got these Just patches. go ahead and stop, uh, stop rubbing away down there. And then my heart will be better? I... Th- think so. I am actually not a doctor. I wandered in here. Uh, I am what's known as a pervert. <laughs> there, there must have been guys who walked in there like just like, show me what you were doing then. I'm in the jail next door. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be in here. I, uh... Um, so this guy broke lesbians down into two awesome categories. Quote, those who fell for when playing the man's part and man slash women. Men slash women were butch looking and, quote, developed a pair of imperfect mustaches. And what? And would what? The what? Developed a pair of imperfect mustaches. Developed eyebrows? No, I think... What, like, like one the- here and it might be one somewhere else. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know how lesbians work. What the hell work. does he mean? What did I- it say again? <sighs> Developed a pair of imperfect mustaches? Yep, you said it right. Yep. So you got one up here. Yeah. yeah. And the and other one. The other one's somewhere else. <laughs> you know. They're connecting mustaches. Yep. They're like the Mad Magazine when you put the poster together at yep. the back. <laughs> yep. Makes a new shape. That was for the older people. Again, I'm, I'm straight, so I don't know. I don't know what happens in this crazy world. But a couple of weird mustaches are yep. hanging yep. around somehow in a way. Imperfect. Imperfect, yep. right. Uh, the superintendent found lesbian equipment. Quote. <laughs> what? <laughs> lesbian. Uh, yeah. Proceed, I have David. learned. Keep going. I have learned that artificial substances mechanically secured to the person form the substitute for the male organ. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, the I dawn of the dildo. I of sausages. <laughs> so we just found dildos? Yeah, early yeah. Uh, 18th century. So what the fuck? Dildos. So they're not allowed to have dildos. They can't have right. gay sex. Well, yeah. they can't have dildos because that'll give them heart disease. Right. Yeah. Gay sex will ruin the empire. Right. Yeah. But they're allowed to have two perfect mustaches. Right. But the, your option is celibacy, is really what But that's after. all they want you to do, is not, yeah. not fuck or jerk off. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll be able to teach that. But the superintendent didn't la- last long at his job, even though he was doing great anti-lesbian work because he was caught stealing booze and drugs from uh, patients at the factory. Yeah. Always. A man of God. Yep. The Reverend Robert Crook, a convict... Well, that was disappointing for him. He was always going to end up in Australia, wasn't he, with a last name like that? He was a convict department chaplain. He said that, quote, blood runs cold at the thought of a sodomite being the servant of a respectable household. Wow. So now there's concern that after convicts are released, they will bring the, the infection of homosexuality into the houses they get hired into. So what do you mean released? Well, they, they're convicts, so... <laughs> So when, when they're done being a convict, they're, they usually do it on, on the face. But sometimes, 
if it's a good movie and it's tender and loving, good movie. it'll be inside. Huh? Of what? So that the 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 idea is that once they leave, they might still be homosexual. Well, they're thinking that if you ever had sex with another man or another woman, then right. you become a servant. Then you're sort of bringing that into the house. Oh, right. You're going to tag the, people with they, your gayness. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sure. You know, you've got a nice heterosexual yeah. house. Right. Next minute you come home on the TV, RuPaul's there. Fuck, they've done it again. Right. right? So yep. this is the era when people thought gay was airborne. Yeah. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. Uh, so in 1847, Britain decided to redo the whole convict situation. The first uh, convicts would serve time in a British jail, and then they would spend time doing hard labor, and then they would be transported to New South Wales. So they, like, they're trying to keep the part where they are in groups in England where right. they clearly don't uh, have sex with the same sex. Right, yeah. yeah but yeah. It's once England, you leave the continent, yeah, exactly. Yeah, once you're yeah. off England, you're like, where, so what, where's, where can I fuck a dude? But right, if you're on right. England, yeah, you're like, England. I like women. Uh, women for yeah. me, yeah. Mm. Go out and get some vitamin D. Yeah, that's what would happen, right? Yeah. Not sure what just happened. <laughs> the people in New South Wales were not down with uh, all the homosexual stuff happening, so they started protesting at the ports when the ships came. In 1849, Latrobe was forced to turn away a transport ship that arrived to drop off a bunch of criminals in Melbourne because people were so upset that there would be so many gays on the ship. The ship then went to Sydney, where it found 8,000 protesters, and then it moved on to Moreton Bay, where they were finally allowed to land and, and release their homosexuals yeah, okay. into the wild. Yeah, right, yes. Big shout out to Moreton Bay. Nice work. Oh. The last exile ship in New South Wales was in 1850, and the final one to Tasmania was in 1853. The result of the investigations and attempted crackdowns was that uh, the mid-19th century view of homosexuality would, uh, for decades, be associated with Tasmania. So they thought, in a way, homosexuality was born of Tasmania. Yeah, which is amazing, because if you look at Tasmania and the shape of Tasmania, that's very funny. What does it look like? In 1867... <laughs> what does Tasmania look like? It's a... <laughs> <laughs> it's the first... I think I know. That's the first funny thing someone said on this yeah, whole tour. Truly. Yeah, yeah. truly. Truly. Well usually, usually someone yells something out and there's a horrible, awkward silence. Yeah, and, we got and, a good one. And, the guy, and we look at the guy and we go, see, you shouldn't yeah. Worth it, bro? Worth yeah. it? So that's actually Will Anderson out there. So oh. wasn't on the show, but he turned up in the audience. Well played, Will. Uh, in 1867, Tasmania was the last place in the British Empire to hang someone for being gay. Wow. Gay people continued to be persecuted on the island. Over the next century, uh, Tasmania had the highest per capita rate of imprisonment for consenting male sex anywhere in the world. Uh, though, until uh, 1949, the death penalty was still on the books for sodomy in Victoria. Holy so congratulations shit. to you, Melbourne. In the late 1980s, Premier Robin Gray said that homosexuals were unwelcome in Tasmania. Police would record vehicle plates of people who attended gay community meetings. My you God. know what? It's not quite as funny when you get closer to the time now. <laughs> no, that's so it's fucking funny true. when it's hundreds of years ago, right? Now. <laughs> but you would really think that we would have become more comfortable with it. 
by yeah. now. Oh, fuck. Do you remember America? I'm trying not to. Things were not great. <laughs> Things were not great at this point in America either. Uh, have you ever heard of Reagan? In uh, 1988, the Salamana- Salamanca? Yeah. Salamanca? Markets in Hobart had their usual Saturday community market of people selling stuff and promoting causes in booths. One was the Tasmanian Gay Law Reform Group. So the Hobart City Council, the next week, banned their stall. Right, okay. But the gay... By the way, you're banning the stall of the Gay Law Reform Group. It's going to be a hard ride for you. Uh, the gay law reform group kept running it, and the council told the police to then arrest them for trespassing. So they were like, how can we arrest them for trespassing? It's a public place. So the city council drew a yellow line <laughs> around their booth and said if the activists stepped over it, they would be arrested for trespassing. Yeah. There's, look, Australians, <laughs> we, we fucking rebel against all sorts of things. We're our own people, but... It, if you see a yellow line, you fucking respect it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you got to respect it. They're saying they can't cross it or they can't leave it? They can't cross it. Cross it. They can't go past it. Right. Okay. So they're, they're like sitcoming. Okay. Cool. So they're activists. So they did and they were arrested. Also, anyone who had a petition or was carrying a banner or wearing a, bad, a badge that had the words gay or lesbian or a pink triangle were arrested. And they, and they just kept coming back weekend after weekend and getting arrested. Altogether, 130 were arrested. Jesus Christ. Some were banned for life from the market. Others were threatened with arrest if they just left their houses on Saturday morning. What, just Probably. Saturday morning? Yeah. Just Saturday the morning. Market? Well, Saturday's a big gay day. So yeah. I call yeah. it Saturday. I mean, I really think it's a big... Yeah. <laughs> so they're not allowed to leave their houses. <laughs> yeah. What just t- is it's going... Just, is it's just it's typical it's... 80s stuff. If you're gay, you can't leave your house without getting arrested. Right. Um, it's 1988. So this Stop went on until the charges were found to be uh, legally du- dubious, and then they stopped. Now, in the early 1990s, Tam- Tasmania had the harshest penalty for gay sex in the entire Western world. Yeah. Someone could get 21 years imprisonment for consenting sex. But yeah. The, so I, basically, if you sodomize someone, you were locked up in a place with lots of other people who will sonomize you? That's what I mean. Like, that, it's like they're just like, oh, well, we'll, we'll throw them around men. That'll fix this problem. Yeah. That'll teach you. You want to be gay? Well, get in this room with a bunch of hot prisoners. <laughs> oh, God. Stop them. Stop them. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> stop fucking. You're making me so hard! God damn it! <laughs> Politician Robert Archer called for homosexuals to be, quote, tracked down and wiped out by police. They the held fuck? rallies where people chanted, kill them. Oh, my God. Normal. Weirdly enough, when they uh, brought the police down to enforce that law, they got the policemen from the village people. And... <laughs> This guy's terrible. He's just fucking the guys. <laughs> yeah. Many LGBT Tasmanians moved off the island or lived in a closet or worse. In 1993, Nicholas Tunin, a gay activist, challenged the Tasmania sodomy laws. He argued 
since he was a well-known gay activist and lived with a man that his life and liberty were being threatened. And Tasmania said they needed the laws to stop the spread of HIV and AIDS. And also because of morality. Right, right yeah. So they have a pretty good uh, case. Yeah, no, the yeah. argument it holds up in a couple of different really good ways. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's yeah. clearly they got a fucking legal home run here. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. By the way, I can't believe you're not doing this story in Hobart, but anyway, keep going. <laughs> what's, what's going on? You got to move? What are you doing? <laughs> that's my, uh, that's my yeah. up your Hobart move. Boom! There we go. He's only used one finger. He doesn't love you. So... <laughs> Now that's a blooming onion. Uh. Now you know what a blooming onion is. (laughs) No one listening has any idea what's happening. uh, I think that's a great joke. (laughs) (laughs) Tunin brought his complaint before the United Nations Human Rights Committee. Okay. And they agreed. And then the Australian federal government also agreed. Yeah. Okay. We're really good that way. Yep. Oh, hang on, what do you think? Oh, yeah, no, we agree as well. Yeah. (laughs) But Tasmania, the parliament refused to repeal the laws. So the federal government passed the Human Rights Sexual Conduct Act in 1994, legalizing sexual activity between consenting adults. Okay. And in 1997, another man applied to the High Court of Australia as to whether the Tasmanian laws were inconsistent with federal laws and Tasmania finally repealed their laws. There we go. Yeah. What followed Uh-oh. in Tasmania mm. was education yep. in schools, health departments, the police, all over. In 1988, support for decriminalization was 15% below average, but in 1997, it was 15% above average. In August 2016, Tasmania became the first state to pass support for same-sex marriage. Yeah. Oh, oh, education. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it's crazy. It's almost like if you treat gay people as if they're normal, that everything's fine, right? Mm. So bizarre. Crazy enough to work. Hmm. Um, the anti-homosexual acts had been based on an act passed by English Parliament in 1533. Holy shit. Wow. Called the Act for the Punishment of Vice of Buggery. Which... <laughs> Could... Vice I... of Buggery. You know oh, what? Man. I, I, I have to be honest, I really enjoyed listening to Dave say that. Can you say that again, please? Yeah, baby, I can. The act of the punishment of vice of buggery. Yeah, that was vice. good. Get that as a ringtone later, kids. Oh, Dave's on the phone again. <laughs> it's amazing that like, that's a time when you're, you're trying to sound so competent, yeah. but you're still using buggery as your term. Yeah. Yes, you'll find her guilty of crimes of buggery. (laughs) Dare you bugger him, medically speaking. Um, The 1533 (laughs) Act defined buggery as an unnatural act of the will uh, of God and man. That is so fucking vague. Well, so so couldn't there be a lot of things? But if you're if you're holding on to uh, you know marriage shouldn't uh, be between two men, then you're holding on to 
shit from 1533. So congratulations. 1533. Also, why don't you go burn a witch, you fuck? Yeah. Yeah. No, 1533. Yeah. So when they would diag like anything they would diagnose you with, they would just be like, "Well, I've got good news, bad news. The bad news is you've got trolls living in your heart. <laughs> the good news is we've got a way to get at them." Yeah. We're Have you ever light hit a fire inside of your stomach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to be touch and go for a minute, but yeah. medical science has proven that this is the wave <laughs> of the future. These damn trolls, they are... We also have a new idea. We, we have these things called leeches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. There we go. Feel better? No, I'm losing blood. Hmm. Mm. Well, it's definitely not the leeches. The hell is it? You're not gay, are you? So, in 2011, the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights described the Tasmanian decision as, quote, a watershed with wide-ranging implications for the human rights of millions of people. Uh, so, basically, this guy in Tasmania, Nicholas Tunin, sort of changed the world. Right. Right. It's good. Yeah. <sighs> God damn. And the great thing now is Australia's perfect. So that's worked out well. Yeah, you guys nailed it. Yeah, we nailed it. Um, as we like to call you, uh, the next America. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> we see it. <laughs> we see the signs. It's pretty fucked we up. We see a lot of us and you guys. Yeah. In a bad way. Right. That is so fucking crazy, though. I, I really, I'll just, you know... You just never understand that shit. And it's all, the idea that this stuff comes from religion is just like, who believes in this uh -oh. person who lives in the sky, yeah. who created you, yeah. and yet somehow yeah. he fucked it all up, and now people are, like, if he's got, if he's so fucking smart, or she, whoever the, whatever this bubble of energy yeah, okay, that lives no. up there that people yeah. are, no. oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Finally. Whoever it is. All-seeing, all-knowing, yeah. has a perfect plan, knows everything. Created gay people. Well, yeah. answer that shit. Yeah. How the fuck did he do it? He fucked up? Well, then he's stupid. Don't worship him. Oh, my. So fucking legalize gay marriage here Just already, legalize it. Right. And... By the way, the only reason it's legal in America is not because of uh, we voted and not because of the politicians who, all of them, Obama, everybody, was against it. It was because the courts did it. Nobody else fucking did it. Yeah. It was the courts. So we're, we're, we didn't do anything awesome. Our courts did. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, really came at, like, <laughs> the idea that we, like, we really threaded the fucking needle on a couple of things like gay marriage and legalization of weed. I mean, we had, like, three years to actually get some cool shit done, and now we're... You know, undoing all of it fast. We're having a fucking yard sale. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> when, I can't believe you have a, uh, a reality star as your uh, president, but when you come down and meet Prime Minister Osher Gunsberg, it will be... <laughs> be I mean, lot, actually. Yeah. I'd be I mean, that. literally, if you've ever heard my album, literally, my dad, my dad is the president of the United States of America. Like, literally, it's the same guy. I believe it's called Emperor now. Yeah. So do you want to move here? Yeah. There's some great uh, places in Tasmania. So, uh, well, the problem is, if you move here, you've got to marry some... 
Like I wouldn't be able to shut up, Dave. Like yeah, I wouldn't whatever. be I, I wouldn't be able to shut up. Hello. Stop ruining it. Like I wouldn't be able to move here unless I like found Just somebody who like like cared about you. Yeah, but like genuinely cared. Like somebody who was like like I'm not looking for some bullshit. Like I'm talking no, about something I don't meaningful. Want bullshit anymore. I've had my heart broken too many times. I've just, um, you know. So if you know of anyone, I think I do. <laughs> Thank you guys so Thank much. You. We appreciate it. Thanks for coming out. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there.